Welcome in to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app. We recommend Spotify, especially now. Been some issues with Apple Podcasts of late. You can get Spotify on both platforms, Apple or Android. Just search for Five on the Floor. Also, you can find us on Dash Radio. Download the Dash Radio app for free and search for the Nothing But Net channel. We're there every single day at 7 p.m. Also, make sure you check out FiveReasonSports.com. Spell it out, F-I-V-E, ReasonSports.com for all of our latest stories about the South Florida teams, including those takeaways from Brady Hawk that show up just as the buzzer sounds, sometimes before. It's like you can predict the future. And we want to thank the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, including one of the sponsors of this particular episode. That's our friend Chris over at, over at Chase Signs. This is a new sponsor of the Five Reason Sports Network. Chase Signs and Graphics is a full-service sign company that's located right here in Broward County. Chris Chase, the CEO of Chase Signs and Graphics, has been designing, building, and installing signs for 20 years. He knows how to make your business stand out from the crowd and not only promote your brand, but also attract new customers by raising company awareness. Exterior building signs, promotional signs, window graphics, and vehicle graphics help promote your business or services. Chase Signs offers a wide range of signage, including storefronts, sandblasted signs, interior office signage, channel letters, promotional advertising, monuments, job site signage, and feather flags. You're going to see some of this five reasons stuff out there pretty soon, I can promise you. So have South Florida's premier sign company, Custom Design, your sign. They service all of Broward County. That's all the way from Deerfield all the way down to Miramar. Why wait? Call for a quote today, 954 791 8685. That's 954 791 8685. Call Chase Signs and Graphics today. The Twitter handle is at Signs Broward. That's S I G N S Broward. Again, 954 791 8685. And now, today's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick. With Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back on Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks again for finding us. Today's floor plan, we got an opportunity to talk to former NBA executive. Now, uh, he is one of the people in the media who sort of evaluates what the other executives do. You can find him. Is it what I always get this right? Is it B Marks 42? Is that correct? It is Bobby Marks 42, I believe. All right. So, you know, <laughs> you know what? Well, by the end of this podcast, Ethan, I will be able to tell you exactly what it's. Uh, it is Bobby Marks 42. I think maybe, you know what? It's funny. I just started. I just, I think I just went on TikTok and started an account. And that's a story for another day. And I think oh that's B Marks 42. Yeah, I know. Right. Uh, wait, the world, wait, the world we live in. That's not a story for another day because I have a daughter who's six and a half who asked me about TikTok the other day and I'm like, Instagram and Snapchat are enough, sweetie. Uh, why are you on TikTok? Uh, I, I, I've been told it's a different generation of untapped potential. How's that sound? Wow. That's a very positive way of framing it up. <laughs> well, I have a 14 year old who looks at, who's looking at me. I got like three heads. Like, why are you on TikTok? And I've tried to be politically correct about why I'm on. So we'll see how it goes. And if it works, it does great. And if it doesn't, then we'll go, we'll stick to Instagram and Twitter. 
Greg, we're going to go on TikTok after the show. Um, already on Snapchat, I'm, I'm considered just for going on. You know, I've actually found young contributors for our network on Snapchat, but everybody thinks you're there for the wrong reason if you're too old. All right, let, let, let's get right to it, Bobby. Uh, we got three major themes we want to get to today. Again, you can follow him at Bobby Marks. 42 on Twitter, we think. Uh, if not, he'll, he'll let us know here later in the show. Uh, he has been on with us before. He's great. We took a bunch of questions from everybody. But before we do, you threw your all-star selections out there on Twitter today. Whenever you do that, you're going to get heat. Oh, um, my goodness. All right. So before we get to your most controversial selections, um, I think Mike Conley was one of them. Yeah. How many did you hit on? How many, how many didn't come in the way you thought? Well, I know I missed on Bam, right? I had Bam on there. I had Chris Middleton. I had DeMar DeRozan on there and I had Mike Conley. So I think, I think I missed out on, um, on four guys. And I didn't, I didn't have AD on there just because I knew he was going to get, you know, selected, but then, you know, he's hurt. So he was, you know, he's going to be eventually replaced, but those were the four, probably my biggest surprise is Bam. Um, and also Mike Conley. I, I think those are the two ones. And, you know, I, I was delayed getting on with you, you guys, because I had to tape a, something for, for sports center. And, and basically my theme was that, you know, we saw some of these head coaches basically pick players that maybe had a little bit more, you know, stats wise on the court compared to, I guess, team success a little bit. Uh, Zach Levine, Zion Williamson, for sure. Um, you know, guys like the, like that, instead of, Devin Booker, um, Mike Conley. Um, so Bam, I would say, and, and not just because this is a heat focused um, pod that I think Bam was probably my, my biggest shocker out of uh, other groups, the guys that did not make it. I'm really interested to hear you say that. Um, Bobby, thanks for joining us, by the way. Um, you know, cause team record, I felt like is what hurt Miami in this situation. Yeah. I feel like Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo are, are locks on the all-star team. If Miami is even um, within striking distance of a, you know, of a top four or five seed. And obviously Jimmy's been out a lot. Um, do you think that in retrospect, when the season is over, that they're going to look back um, and kind of maybe not seeing Jimmy and Bam there is going to stick out like a sore thumb. I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm cutting to the chase and asking you, do you think the heat have a run in them? That's going to make these uh, selections look a little foolish. I do. I still, I do think they still have a run in them. Um, you know, I have my big trade guides comes out on Thursday and you know, there's a, there's a certainly a section in there about the heat and everything. And that's kind of, kind of my, my focus is that, you know, you know, sellers, buyers, neither, um, stay pat as, as is, you know, um, and with, with Miami, I do still, I think there is a run in them because I think there's so, there's so much of, uh, you know, I guess the underachieving or disappointment has been, you know, Jimmy's been in the lineup, you know, for 19 games, Dr Gorn's been out, uh, COVID. Yeah. I mean, how many different starting lineups has this team had Kendrick in Kendrick out Tyler hurt. I mean, there's so many, and not to make excuses, but, they've gone through a lot so far and I think they're still hanging in there. They're not, you know, you don't get buried in, in, in the Eastern conference unless you're, you know um, I guess Detroit or, or probably not even Washington now, but yeah, I, I do believe they they still have a run in them. And I think it's funny guys, when, when we talk about the all-star process, it's like, there's a trend where coaches like, it feels like they stop watching like to a two weeks left in the, in the selection process. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think the way that Jimmy's played and I am sure certainly think that they, because of how many games uh, he missed. And, you know, I mean, if you put Bam on, on Orlando, 
You know, <laughs> he's going to have the same production as, as Vucevic because I think around Nikola, there's less players for him to, and he has to do so much more of, of, of the heavy lifting here. So I, I do think they held it against them a little bit, probably, probably on that slow start, um, you know, that in, in, in the middle of the season. Well, specifically on Bam, though, I, here's why I think both guys didn't get in. And, and I was talking to somebody who's close to one of them who was shocked. And I kept telling this person over the past week, I don't think they're getting a guy. And he's like, no, I think they're getting two. I said, I don't think they're getting a guy. And I think you're right about what you said about the coaches stop paying attention with two weeks left, because I, I do feel like a decision was made on Jimmy prior to the West coast trip. Like, you know, the West coast trip, he has the four triple doubles. They win four out of seven games. It could have been a six and one trip, but I feel like the decision was made. He hasn't played enough and that's it. But I feel like the opposite worked against bam, which is that when Jimmy was out, the team wasn't successful. And I think that bam got blamed for a little bit of that. When you stack the numbers, there were really four bigs for those two spots for the bigs. I thought, which was bam Vucevic, uh, Randall and Sabonis. I actually think they picked the wrong two. <laughs> I, 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 right. I would have gone with Bam and Sabonis. I don't think it's a, it. Look, I don't think it's a dramatic difference. Randall's had a great year. No question. He's unlocked a lot of the things that people talked about with him three or four years ago. But if you put Bam on the Knicks, what does that look yeah. like? And Sabonis, that team has managed to tread water without Oladipo, you know, since the trade, they didn't get the benefit of Levert. Warren got hurt early um, and they've still, you know, they're still there in the Eastern conference. They have, a, I mean, slightly, but they have a winning record right now. I, I'm a little, I would have gone Sabonis and, and Bam. And the other one is, I, I, I don't know how you take two Celtics with their record. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I would have uh, now, did you, I think you did. I did. I did. I did take them and it's, it's, you know, I mean, Tatum and they've, you know, they, they certainly have struggled down the, down the, the back end here, here. So I, I did take, Tatum and I and I thought if you were going to ask me, you can only pick one. I would have probably picked Jalen Brown over Tatum. I think he had probably more of a um, a complete season here. So yeah, I mean, I think what what happened in the Eastern Conference too is that you, you know when you have Simmons, Ben Simmons, Zach Levine, um, and the, you know those two guys make it as guards, and the fr the front courts were loaded. You know, I mean, when you just talked, you mentioned the four, you could probably throw Gordon Hayward in, in the mix there too. Um, you know, he was having a, a pretty solid, there's going to be one of these two or now two of these guys out. Um, you could have made a case for Middleton, but although he kind of, you know, started to falter a little bit and that team struggled a little bit on the, on the, on the back end here, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a, there's a lot a case to be made for a lot of players. I, I think the one thing that in the league should look at is that like, we're stuck on this 12 number, right? Like, like we don't play with 12 guys. The active rosters are 13, 14 players here. You know, normal standard rosters are 15. Like we, it's like an antiquated system that we're, that we're all, we're picking 12 and it's, it's probably going to be like that for a long time. No, that's so true. And especially like you look in the Western conference and I know that the LeBron James tweet that you responded yeah. to is getting a lot of, um, of buzz regarding Devin Booker. Um, well, those and, are the rules, Greg, right? Like, if no, you it hate, is true. It's like, who are you say, taking off? If you and, say, and I hate the word, the two words I hate are tanking and snub, right? Like, so like, so if you say, all right, Trey Young got snub. Okay. Then who's coming off? You yeah. got to say it, man. You got to say like, so for me, if it was like, 
yeah, I think Nikola Vucevic should come off and Bam Shabir should replace him. So, hey, if LeBron wants to go out there and say Devin Booker got snubbed or were disrespected, give me, let me know who's – is it going to be his guy, Chris Paul? Is that who's going to come off there? Or I don't it, think you know, so. Or is it, or could it be just Zion? Zion. But they're I think never, so. he'll never call out another player, but those, you know, those are the unofficial rules there. Le- LeBron has, from my time covering him, uh, he has wanted 32 players from each conference <laughs> on the all-star team. And if you didn't pick all of them, uh, then somehow you were snubbing somebody. That's just kind of the way it went. And so I'm not surprised at that, but no, he doesn't want Chris Paul off the team. And, and to me, you can't make a case for Chris Paul not being on the team. Yeah. Uh, when you see the dramatic effect that he had on Phoenix after the dramatic effect he had on OKC, that's about more than just the numbers. All right, so Bobby, you were wrong about everything. I was wrong about everything. Bron <laughs> was right about everything. Uh, I tell you what, know? though. I tell you what. I, I've never, and I, I try to stay away from the the opinionated polls or putting stuff out there. But I, I, I mean, I I took a peek at my mentions a little bit, and I was like, <laughs> oh my god, it's just an all star selection process. People are calling me like I was like going to get security around my house because I had so many Phoenix Suns fans mad at me because I didn't have Devin Booker there. Yeah, no, that's the way it works. I know. I mean, NBA Twitter. I mean, I literally put up a poll uh, 24 hours ago about uh, who is a better all around player at this stage, Kelly Olenek or or Boogie Cousins. And I've never seen reactions (laughs) like this in my life. 5000 votes. And it ended up 50.5 percent to 49.5 percent in favor of Boogie, which I don't necessarily agree with. Wow. I'd I'd take Kelly O right now. I'll tell you that. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I would too. And, and people, people are passionate about it. All right. When we come back, we're going to get into what everybody wants us to get into, which is the heat and their position right now. We'll get back to our episode with Bobby Marks in a second. But before we do, we tell you about the sponsor all the time because they're one of our original sponsors with us from the beginning. They believed in us. We believe in them. They got an office right there in North Miami. And look, if you've got an issue, you're hurt in a car accident, you got a slip and fall, got an immigration thing that you need to take care of, you got to reach out to the law offices of Seltzer Mayberg. You can find them at 855-5000-LAW. That's 855-5000-LAW or go to onecalllegal.com. That's O-N-E calllegal.com. That's something you do 24 hours a day. Again, they got that 24-7 availability. They'll make sure that you work directly with the right attorney to get you the compensation that you deserve. They got great people down there. Eric, Cassandra, David. Yeah, he's a great person too. Mendy, all of them. Reach out to the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm. Again, it's 855-5000-LAW, onecalllegal.com. And here's the biggest thing. If you mention five reasons, you're going to get a free consultation. Okay, so make sure you mention five reasons that you heard about them with us. You probably have because, again, it's been a couple of years that they've been with us. So it's a Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm, 855-5000-LAW. All right, right back on five on the floor. We got Bobby Marks. Again, you can follow him. I verified it during the break. Bobby Marks 42. You can check out his mentions too, especially if you're from Phoenix. I'm not going to tell you where he lives, although I know. (laughs) Let's get to the heat. Um, They're in an interesting position right now. They just played in the NBA finals. Uh, Whether or not Colin Coward thinks it was a bubble fluke or not, the fact is they did get to the NBA finals. There were high expectations this season. You talked about it. COVID, uh, I think they kind of got screwed by the league with some of the way that that was handled. They obviously have had separate injuries to Hero and Dragic, which have kept them from developing a flow. Then you have Avery Bradley, one of their primary offseason acquisition, has had first COVID and then an injury. Uh, They've got nothing out of Mo Harkless, who they signed in the offseason. 
They've integrated Precious, uh, Precious, but probably given him too many minutes. And they've got Andre Iguodala at age 37 playing crunch time minutes at the four, which I don't think is something they anticipated. In your view, with where they are right now, as we talk, 13 and 17, excuse me, 14 and 17. Uh, is it 13 or 14? I always get confused. Is Where are we right now, Greg? Uh, we're going to give them 14 if it's by my count. No, we're 13. Okay, thir- <laughs> I was right. The first 13 and 17, four and three on the trip, coming home to play Toronto and Utah and, and then a couple against Atlanta. If you were the Heat right now, would you push forward, try to make a move to sort of upgrade yourself at this point? Or would you do what one of our colleagues at the network says, which is take the step back and kind of recharge yourself for get as many assets as you can for the off season. Yeah. I mean, you're in an interesting spot because in on one hand you, you know, I guess you could say in the, in that seller mode, but you know, you don't have your own draft pick. Right. So that's going to, you know, that's going to Oklahoma city and that, um, you know, via the, I guess the drugage trade um, on, on the other hand, you have, you basically have the same roster as last year, but you have swapped Jay Crowder out for two players that have really given you nothing, right? Avery Bradley and, and Mo Harkless um, f- for those two guys here. I, I for me, I, I'm moving forward with 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 this group here at least for the next you know four or five you know four months, four or five months here, and then I'm going to reevaluate kind of where where I am with Goran and Iguodala and. You know, it's probably, you know, Myers, that, that option is probably not going to be exercised. You know, those guys that have player options, Avery's in, the, in that mix here. I think there's still a core nucleus that can compete. Can it compete against the big boys like Brooklyn and Philly? I'd like to see Miami in a seven-game series defensively when things get, you know, I think that team is in Miami is, is, t- is tested. Um, I don't believe the bubble was a fluke. You know, I think especially – how you go through and it was such a, such a grind. So for me, I'm, I'm moving forward. I'm not, I'm not a seller at all. Um, I think the big question is, is that what happens if there's a deal out there where Miami can take back money that goes into 2021 and is going to take away some of your cap space, but it's going to make you better now, you know, would, would Pat and Andy do that? And they've been so careful with that to an extent, but they did, they did, they did uh, extend BAM. You know, Giannis is not there anymore. Most of these free agents are off the board. I mean, the, probably the big name is, I guess, Oladipo and, um, you know, Kawhi, um, a couple of restricted guys like John Collins. But um, I think that's going to be my big question is that how aggressive are you with some of these guys that I call kind of on expiring contacts that have these, these team options for, uh, for, next, uh, for next year? Bobby, I'm glad that you said that they're not going to be sellers and that they should look towards winning because I am the never tank guy on this podcast, always about the the culture. And um, and also, like you said it earlier in this show, like you can't, the East will never run away from you, right? So you're always going to be within striking distance. I think right now they're two games out of, you know, a four seed. So there's no way that the, that the team, especially the way Miami and that front office operates is going to become sellers. Um, but you've kind of honed in on something and um, we were going to save it for later, but because you brought it up now, I want to go here. And that is, you talked about the 2021 plans for Miami and what it was going to 
kind of shape up to look like for the heat and the flexibility and would they be open-minded to maybe foregoing some of that flexibility to, to get better immediately. This is all to me, it ties back to the, to the Giannis chase and everyone was looking at 2021 and from the heat's perspective, it was widely uh, discussed about Bam Adebayo and Giannis Antetokounmpo sharing an agent. And I'm interested to pick your brain here because there's been a lot of talk about Miami maybe um, having a little bit of a notion or a window into what Giannis was thinking in terms of a max extension because he shared an agent with Bam. Is that really is that realistic that that the Heat could have had some intel on what was going on there? Because just when we look back at the offseason, it, it appears as if the Heat um, we're preparing for 2021 and now it looks like that's that off season's kind of dried up. Yeah. I mean, I think when you talk about Giannis and a potential match with the heat, was there, I guess what we call it insider trading <laughs> that is agent Alex Soretz has kind of gave the heat a, an indication that Giannis was going to go back to M- Milwaukee. I don't think so. I, I think when you, you look at the timing of when Bam got the uh, signed his extension, and when Giannis um, eventually agreed to commit long term. There were still some, uh, you know, a couple of weeks in, in between there, where both sides were still meeting in, in Milwaukee. There, I think, I think if from Miami's perspective, it was we need to take care of our own. Um, we have done it before, and we can do it again. Um, we are the masters about of going out and creating cap space. And if Giannis wants to come to Miami in, in the 2021 offseason, that will find a way how to create that room. And, and to that end, I mean, looking at that, the rest of that class, Bobby, you mentioned it. There's not a lot left. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no. Ola, I, I mean, Ola, Ola I mean, we kept hyping this class like 2010 was hyped, but 2010 ended up playing out. Right. LeBron made it to free agency. Bosch made it to free agency. Dwayne kind of made it to free agency. I mean, there were meetings, right? Um, Joe Johnson made it to free agency. I mean, they all made it to fr- Boozer, Stoudemire. This time around, very few of them are making it to free agency. I mean, it's hard to get excited about all the depot when the fact is the Heat kind of turned their nose at him last year because they really, they really weren't impressed with the way he handled himself in the series against them and, and were a little bit concerned about his health. He's already been traded once since. I mean, if he's the prize... Did the Heat and other teams kind of misjudge the 2021 uh, class? And, and did COVID and kind of what happened with obviously revenue differences and all the rest play into the fact that maybe some of these guys didn't hit the market? Yeah, I mean, I think certainly COVID played a big role as far as the finances and where the cap was going to go and how it, it's basically kind of flatlined. And I think we saw so many players sign extensions in the offseason, basically securing that long, long-term you know, flexibility. I mean, even guys like Anthony Davis, who we had thought maybe was on it, was going to do a, a two-year deal and go back in free agency, committed five years. LeBron committed. Uh, Paul George committed. Player Rudy Gobert committed. Um, the rookie extensions, you know, we mentioned Bam, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, um, De'Aaron Fox, all committed. And it, it removed a good portion of the, this 2021 class. It is not a good class guys. It really isn't. I'm, I'm actually working on an article about cap space for, for, um, for next year. And I started putting my free agents together and it's like, I feel like I was doing it. What, what we went through the previous year, this past off season. And um, so it, it is not a, a great, it's not a great group. And that's why I, I, I brought up that question earlier is like, if there is a move out there that can make you better, but you were going to sacrifice your cap space. 
I think it's probably something that Miami should, should think about. All right. Bobby, so let's, what, what's an example? Like, like when you're going down that road, just, and, and obviously loosely speaking a deal where you take on salary that would um, prohibit flexibility, like what, where are you leaning there? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, if you go through some of these rosters and stuff like that, I, I mean, I'll give you an example. Let's say, let's say if, um, Memphis and if they want to get rid of like Dylan Brooks, right. Just, just a pure example, right. There's no ties. I got no insider information and they want to get off his money. He's got three years left, uh, two years after this year, 12, two, 11, four. And they say to Miami, you know what, we will, we'll take back Myers Leonard and we want a, a future pick that's protected. I know that the, the picks are all crazy. What Miami has, like, is that something would Miami consider, right? Taking the twelve million dollar cap hit and kind of eating into your space um, for next year because, you know, what we thought was at thirty two is like, you know, really kind of like between twenty four and, and twenty eight million dollars in room. Okay, so let me get to another one here uh, related to that because as we talk about making a trade to get better for now, you also have to take into account contracts that are coming up, right? So two guys on the heat who have money due to them, who have been incredibly great bargains for the heat, Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn, particularly Duncan, but obviously Kendrick has kind of fixed things and he's gotten back to a level he was at last year. Would you look, let's start with Duncan for you is Duncan Robinson. uh, We just saw what Bertans got in free agency. It hasn't worked out very well, but is Duncan Robinson to you a player that you would commit north of 16, 17, $18 million to. And if not, Bobby, is that a guy that maybe you look to move now rather than? Yeah, it's a big number. Uh, You're you're right. Bertans has not played. Um, You know, he had a, had one really good game, you know, 36, I think he went out, but there's a lot of four for 11 nights, you know, five for 14 nights there. Um, It's, you know, 15 to $16 million, you know, for a shooter is a big, commitment. It really is. Um, I think it's going to be interesting as far as is there a team out there that is going to come in with a whopper of an offer sheet for Duncan, San Antonio, um, New York, um, Oklahoma city, you know, teams like that, that are going to have, uh, you know, significant room. I, I don't know if I'm, if I'm willing to, to go out and put, you know, put him on the market, you know, before March 25th, even if I'm, even if I'm hesitant as far as what his cost is going to be, I think, I think that restricted free agent tag protects you. Um, it protects you up to a point, of course, and until that team comes in with a, comes in with an offer sheet here. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, you never know what the price market of a player is going to be until you kind of get into free agency, you know, who's going to have the room, but even if I'm lukewarm, as far as committing 16, $17 million for him, um, you know, I'm going to probably, um, yeah, I'm probably not going to be, you know, putting out a lot of feelers here. I think the interesting thing is, and I know we've talked about cap space and stuff and, the, and the, you know, both these guys are extension eligible and we get, you know, I think in April, um, mm-hmm. you know, before this season ends, you know, do they even, you know, they've got, you know, Duncan's got a $4.7 million hold, you know, does, does, does the heat go out and explore, you know, extending him, you know, and would he even take it? Probably not. Um, if it's ri- if you're going to risk, you know, $8 million in, in room here. So I, I think, yes, good thing is that they're protected by free agency. I think also, uh, Ethan, the, the great thing is that 
that these guys were signed to these three-year contracts. I mean, can mm-hmm. you imagine if they were on these two-year deals and, you know, this it's probably, we don't have enough time to talk about early bird and what, mm-hmm. you know, basically these, 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 you know, the Tyler Johnson type contract that the heat were dealing with for forever. I mean, that's what you would have been dealing with, with, you know, a player like Duncan. Well, that's, I mean, that's sort of Andy's wizardry yeah. to a certain degree that they, they locked him up with three years. I want Greg to get in a second, but I got one more question because as we talk about Duncan and Nunn, this concept of sell high comes in like last night, um, at, you know, Kendrick Nunn had a great road trip. He pretty much saved the heat on that road trip to a large degree because they didn't have Dragic and obviously they didn't have hero at the end of it. He plays great. And so I poll it to heat fans. Okay. Would you keep Kendrick at this point? Cause I feel like every time Kendrick has a good game, people are putting him in the trade machine. Okay. Yeah. But, but it's like, would you keep Kendrick at this point and start him? Would you keep him as a rotation player or would you sell high? And 65% said sell high. Yeah. I'm just curious as somebody who was in a front office, the concept of sell high, um, you know, because you're also dealing with chemistry issues, how a guy fits on a team, what he's worth to you, but you also don't want to hold on to a player too long and not get value for him. I mean, how do you view none? I mean, Duncan to a degree, but how do you view none in that? In that, Yeah, it's, it's funny. You know, I was, I was thinking about that and it wasn't re- regarding, um, regarding the heat. It's like, you know, I'm thinking of a guy like Jeremy Grant in Detroit, right? Like, they sign him to a three-year, $60 million. The guy's playing like an all-star, but do you sell? <laughs> do you sell right now? And if you can get maybe two, two number ones for him, you know, something like that. And I think, I think the beauty of it is, is that what you've seen in, in Oklahoma City with Sam Presti is that, and I wrote about it, is that there's like an alarm clock that goes off, right? Like there's an alarm clock that goes off when it's time for Sam to trade a player when his value is at the all-time high. You know, if it was Chris Paul, as far as reestablishing him, um, you know, if it was, um, you know, Paul George, one of these other guys, you know, it's, it's funny how Sam kind of has, has operated, um, you know, in that, in that realm there. So sell high on Kendrick, who's got a, you know, half a year left restricted free agent, whoever acquires him probably gonna have to pay a little bit. I just don't know if his value is probably where it is now compared to maybe it was a year ago. I think if you were going to sell, you would have probably done it pre, you know, pre COVID when he was flying high and um, you know, racking up rookie of the months and everything. Yeah. It's, it's so close. It's so hard to know when to do that. And the heat historically have not been a team that has, um, you know, sold on guys that have bought into what they do there. Um, I'm, I'm interested, you, you hit on Sam Presti and it made me think about all the players on that roster that um, are essentially kind of just sitting there waiting for a contender to say, come and uh, make an offer, whether it's George Hill or Trevor Ariza, who's like working out in Miami away from- Well, how about, how about Al Horford? We Al all Horford. thought that was like, it, it was like a dead contract and it was, you know, abysmal yeah. and stuff. And now he's, they got Al playing at the right position. He's playing well. And yeah, it's still a big number, but it's not as bad as it was probably when he was in a sixer. You're right. He looks a lot better. So, so this is where I'm going here. There's like, there's situations like that. You have Andre Drummond who's away from his team because they've, you know, mutually decided that that's what they're going to do to move him. Blake Griffin as well. Um, So there's like all these scenarios. I feel like um, around the league, there is players to be had. And to me, it feels like just bubbling below the surface is a ton of movement that's coming just by virtue of the fact that you have so many of these players that are basically non-functional in the franchises that they're with and need to be moved. Do you anticipate a really active trade deadline on March 25th? 
I kind of go both ways on it. There's some, you know, there's part of me that say we're going to be kind of quiet because of how the playing tournament has, you know, made it more realistic for, you know, certainly for teams qualifying. So if you're, if you are um, Charlotte and Chicago teams that would kind of be in that, you know, probably out of it, you know, those teams are competing for, you know, one of these playing spots. Um, certainly out West, the same thing with like New Orleans, who maybe would be sellers. Sacramento is another, I think there's value for teams like Sacramento to just try to get into um, the, the play-in tournament here. Um, so for right now, I think it, in, where I'm leaning more towards it being quiet, but I think that certainly could change because we still have a month ago. And, you know, I think, I mean, you see, you know, if Sacramento continues to lose, I think there'll be guys on that roster available on the other end, you know, like we're always in it. And I, and I talked about it with San Antonio, we're always in that notion that, you know, just because you have a DeMar DeRozan and there's probably the uncertainty that he resigns with you, you know, sometimes you're just better off just keeping these guys because you have such a young roster and getting into a playoff series and, you know, being a number six seed sometimes values a little bit more if you can get, yeah, halfway decent player and maybe you get a second round pick there. So, um, but I do think we're still in that, you know, trying to figure it out. Like Toronto is one of those teams which, which intrigued me because yeah, thing was sinking. And now I think they're back to 500. You know, I thought maybe they could be a seller. What happens with Kyle Lowry? You know, he's, but he's making $30.5 million. Could he be out in the, in the, in the, in the trade market if things were going, um, you know, South there because they're, and because they're winning, you know, now they're winning without Kyle on the court. So that's, that kind of in, in, intrigues me here, but yeah, I, I do think we're probably in a little bit of a, probably a, a slow period when it comes to trades, just because there's so many teams that have traded out first round picks. Um, we've seen so many players that have signed extensions or, you know, the other thing is that, you know, teams like LA and uh, the Clippers and the Lakers and the Bucks, you know, you guys saw firsthand last year, how hard the hard cap is. Right. I mean, we all went through it. Like we're counting, we're counting like pennies to the dollar that, you know, if the Lakers want to go out and get PJ Tucker, it's not easy, man. It is not easy when you're, you know, 1.8 below the hard cap and you basically got to trade out like three or four players. So I think the buyout market is going to be pretty wild. I, I really do. I think, you know, Blake is going to be a good name, but how much does Blake give back of that 50 plus million Drummond is going to be interesting if they go in a buyout, because I think it's hard to cobble together a deal to trade for a guy like, you know, Andre Drummond, what happens with some of these guys in Oklahoma city that you just mentioned, Trevor Reese is a, a pretty interesting, uh, pretty interesting name. So I think we're probably getting get probably more action in that buyout market than probably that the trade market. All right, one more ad, and then we're literally going to do rapid fire with Bobby for three minutes. I got a bunch of these names. Some of them you've tipped you've tipped us off on, but I've got some other ones here um, after a word from another of our sponsors. One more segment coming up with Bobby Marks of ESPN. Before we get to it, I want to tell you about another of our sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. You know this sponsor, but we've got a new code. If you bet on sports, this is the place to go. I switched from another platform. This is first thing. It's the, this one is the best platform. They've got the most to bet on. They've got the most props. Second thing is, and this is a big thing when you're doing this kind of stuff, you get your money in a timely fashion. Okay. They take care of you. You're not going to have to go through a whole bunch of hoops. It's my bookie. Dot ag Again, it's mybookie.ag. 
mybookie.ag. You can also follow him on Twitter at mybookiebet. You can bet on anything. You can do the live betting. So, look, if the Heat fall behind, well, that's not usually what happens. If the Heat go ahead in the first half, okay, and at halftime they're leading, but you got a bad feeling about that third quarter, well, you might want to place a bet against them in the live betting. So you can do just about anything on their platform. Again, it's mybookie.ag. But we want to tell you, we changed the code. We've made it a little bit easier for you to align with some of our other cones. It's just five. That's it. F-I-V-E. And you'll get a bonus of up to 50% of up to $1,000 initial deposit. So 50% up to $1,000 initial deposit. So that's a lot of extra money that you can play with. Mybookie.ag. Again, bet NBA. When MLB comes back, you can do that. You can bet NHL right now. Bet college basketball. That's the place to go. Use the code five to make sure that you get that bonus. F-I-V-E. And now back to today's episode. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor with Bobby Marks of ESPN and also of Greg Sylvander of Five Reason Sports, as you know. All right, let's do this. You mentioned a couple of these names, so I'll skip over those. Maybe we'll end later, uh, but uh, get yours ready, Greg, because I've, I've got some, some of the players that we've talked about. Lonzo Ball, is he traded, and what's the best fit for him? I think he stays. I, I do. I think, I think he stays in New Orleans. I, I think – but as we talked about with, with, with Duncan, like you, like if you're David Griffin, like you better have a comfort level as far as what you're going to, um, what you're going to pay him. I, I think it'd be intriguing to see him in New York. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I think that would intrigue the heck out of me. And they've got the assets if they want to go out and do that. And they've got those two Dallas picks and they've got their own first, you know, they're one of those few teams that still have, has all their, their picks there. So um, I think he stays, but I would be really intrigued to see him in a Knicks uniform. Bobby. Okay. So let's, um, pivot to back, back to the Miami heat, Rudy Gay. Do you think he would be a viable option for them? That would be a short-term fit that could, that could kind of help as a front court compliment to Bam. You know what? He, and he's having a good year. He really is. I mean, their bench with him and Patty Mills, those, the two players coming off the bench there has, has really performed well. I think it's a matter of, um, yeah, I do think there would be a fit there. I, I really do. I think, you know, he's an interesting name and he's on an expiring contract. So he kind of fits in that direction that which you're looking, um, you know, you're looking to, to go there. He's making 14 and 14 and a half there. So like, you know, like, but here's the question, like if you can go out and get a Rudy Gay and it's going to call you, cost you Myers, Leonard and Kendrick Nunn, would you do it? Right. Like that's the hard part of that being in that front office, just because you don't have some of those draft assets to, to, to try to, you know, put into a, you know, put into a deal. And then on the other end, you know, from, from San Antonio's perspective, Hey, we're sitting in the fifth seed or sixth seed, you know, we're, we're basically taking one of our key bench guys off, you know um, you know, to, you know, send them off. And does that hurt us for the, for the short term here? So those are the type of things that both of these front office would kind of ask themselves, like who on your roster, if you're Miami to go out and get a Rudy Gay besides one of these big numbers to get close to the number is going to be expendable. If you don't have a draft pick to kind of include. Oladipo. Does he finish the season in Houston? I don't think he does. Um, you know, but it's another guy, you know, $21 million, right? Like, like if I was, if I was Boston, Right. And I, and I've talked about this. I, I mentioned it earlier, you know, like I, we got killed in New Jersey and in Brooklyn, rightfully so for the, for the Pierce deal, Garnett deal. Right. Because we took this, you know, the unprotected ones and the swaps and, but it, and it was a high risk move, but 
you guys have seen it. Like if you want to go try to win a championship here, like you saw it in Miami paying the luxury tax, going to get Chris and LeBron and trading out the ones we've seen it in Toronto, getting Kawhi. We're seeing it in Brooklyn with Harden, you know, golden States paid out the nose and luxury tax, same as Cleveland with LeBron. Like, you got to go out and take some chances here. So like, I would be interested in Boston going out and, and going and get old depot. Even if it, t- it cost you a protected one, you'd have to send out some money because of the hard cap there. But I, I have a hard time believing that he'll finish in, in Houston here. Yeah. Old depot. I also feel like PJ Tucker is another guy that would fall into that mix um, as a player that could be maybe packaged along with Victor Oladipo uh, and Miami has been a team that's been on that radar as well. Um, do you, so I'm going to circle back to a guy we've already talked about. Do you think that there's a chance Al Horford actually gets moved again? <laughs> the player that nobody thought could get moved gets moved again before the deadline. I don't think the alarm clock has gone off for Sam Presti yet. <laughs> I don't think so. I think the only way that, he gets moved is if Danny Ainge wants him and is willing to kind of absorb 27, five, 27, uh, next year, uh, 26 and a half, which is partially protected. Half of that is protected in 22, 23. Does Danny Ainge want to be in a luxury tax next year? He didn't want to do it when, you know, he could have traded Gordon Hayward and got back, you know, uh, miles Turner and Doug McDermott, you know, because he didn't want that miles Turner contract here. And, you'd have to send out probably Tristan Thompson in there. So I think if, if Danny Ainge wants Al Horford, Danny Ainge can go out and get Al Horford. But it's just a matter of kind of what is the price they're willing to pay as far as the luxury tax and, and um, you know, maybe, you know, trading out, you know, probably wouldn't cost you a future one to take back that money, but trading out Thompson and probably a second, but you're going to be paying out, out the nose here. All right. Uh, we'll close here. And again, Bobby, we appreciate your time. Bobby Marks, 42. You mentioned a former all-star in Horford. I'm going to cheat a little bit. I got, I got a handful of names, so you can just answer these quickly if you want. Uh, you mentioned Kyle, Kyle Lowry, another former all-star. I believe coming into tonight, the Raptors had won their last 16 games without Kyle. Um, does he finish the season? I would say with Toronto, but it's actually Tampa. <laughs> I think he does. I, I think he finishes in, in Tampa, Toronto, whatever we want to call them. I think the only wild card in this it would be like maybe like a team like Philadelphia mm-hmm. that, that kind of comes in here just because they've got that big Danny Green number. But that's another team like, you know, how do you get to $24 million to take back Kyle Lowry? Because he makes, you know, 30 and 30 and change here. So, yeah, I do think. I do think he finishes. I think the only way he doesn't is if he goes to management and says, Hey, it's been a good run. You know, we, I've done all I can with this roster. We're in good shape right now with Fred and Pascal and Boucher and uh, Norm and OG. There's a good foundation in place. Like I want to go to a team that we think that I think can go win a championship and it would, it would be maybe Philly, but it's just a, it's hard kind of getting to that number. And, you know, these three for one deals, four for one deals, you know, now you're adding a third or fourth team in there. Well, we've heard actually the three teams that might interest him. You mentioned one of them, Philadelphia. The other two might be the Clippers and Miami. So that's another reason we're keeping an eye on this. Uh, and I guess we'll close here. Kevin Love and Kristaps Porzingis, uh, two, again, former All-Stars. Do either of these guys change teams? No, I don't. I don't think, you know, I think Kevin's got to come on the court and play. Uh, he still has a ton of money left and, you know, it's funny. The we've we heard the rumor, right? Porzing, you know, that they were gouging the market. Golden State they called Golden State, and then I, 
you know, and you, it's, you go on social media and, and, you, and some guys like, you know, I wouldn't even trade Andrew Wiggins for him right now. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. It's like, has Christoph Porzingis fallen that, <laughs> that far that, you know, you're not even swapping, you know, a guy like Andrew Wiggins. So I, I don't think, um, I don't think neither player are moved. I think it's going to be, those are two names when we get into the off season, especially if, you know, Dallas gets into the playing game and loses. Um, I think you've got to reevaluate kind of where you are. And if, and if, if Kristaps is, it can be that number two guy to, to where Luca, you know, is right now. All right, Bobby, we appreciate it. We did not make you trade Devin Booker for two second round picks tonight. So we won't get, we won't get the Phoenix fans uh, after you again. We appreciate all the time and uh, look forward to seeing you at heat games again in the future. If we ever can do that, but thanks Bobby. Yeah, I thanks. appreciate it guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.